Hello, welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast, where business owners and entrepreneurs, consultants, freelancers can come for a quick shot of business knowledge. This is a random thoughts episode, which is typically pulled from a video or something that I kind of recorded unplanned and put on LinkedIn and social media and stuff. So in today's Random Thoughts episode, I am actually talking about a different way to approach creating content that resonates with your audience. And what I talk about in this video is more about creating content that resonates with you and in turn resonates with your audience for maximum impact, but also for maximum authenticity. You can be more genuine in your content when you, when it resonates with you. So let's go ahead and listen in. Okay. Good morning. I figured nothing I could say or do could be worse than my hair now going from like a three to more like a two, uh, cause a five is good and a one is not. Um, and then just kind of, blah, 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 you know, just getting all the crazies out this morning. Just kidding. Crazies aren't out yet. Um, so what I want to talk about this morning, I was talking with Jennifer McGinley yesterday and something came up and I wrote it down and I was like, man, that would make a great video, especially if I started acting more like myself and while we talked about it, right? So we were talking about choosing and creating content that resonates with our target audience. And then I had like this, I don't know, it, I would almost like if I could visualize it as like a real thing, I would say it's like, you know, when the bad guy in the movie, he puts all the like gunpowder on the ground and it leads up to like a big set of bombs or whatever. And then he's got like a lighter long or a long match that's completely unrealistic. And he goes, and he lights it and then goes, right? That's what happened to me. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about that moment where it went. So what if? What if the perfect content doesn't just resonate with your audience, right? What if the perfect content also resonates with you, right? If this is the line where it resonates with your audience and you're like, you're doing pretty good. Like so far on LinkedIn for me, I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I've got my followers. I've got my connections. Numbers are going up. This is so great. But did it truly resonate with me? And the question that I would ask then is anybody who has spoken to me in real, like in real life or, or on the phone, anybody who I've had an opportunity to connect with at a networking event, or I've had the opportunity to kind of relax a bit and we started talking business or we started talking family. Uh, do I sound the same on LinkedIn as I do when you're like, wow, Ruthie. And that was something I noticed is with my my phone calls when I do discovery calls people are like oh my goodness now that I've talked to you I just yeah like you are definitely the person I want to work with like I can tell that you care I can tell that you understand me and I can tell that you are passionate and you know what you're talking about it also makes me wonder like do you know that from my content maybe you know that I know what I'm talking about maybe you know I know what I'm talking about from my content right but 
Do you know that I am fiery and passionate and that I care? And the answer is maybe not because my content has always had a bit more of a professional polish. It's a bit more, okay, we're going to, you know, hmm, you know, this is how we're going to do things and this is why you should do that. And I realized that perhaps that was not working as well for me as it could because it resonated with my audience to a point, but it did not also resonate with me. So maybe for you, it would be better like this. And so this, and this is what I told Jen, I said, this is like the crosshairs of what you need to use when you're picking your content. If it only resonates with your audience, then you might miss your target. If your target is real connections and and serious connections with people, right? But if you add what resonates with you when you're aiming, it's really hard to miss then, isn't it? So when you're thinking about all of the new content that you want to make and how you have to change your content plan, oh my goodness, what are you going to do? I want you to think about, about not about just what resonates with your audience, because you can see that on any influencer's profile, but what resonates with you? Why should they listen to you? And, and, and what, what resonates with you? What resonates with them? But also the how. If blogging's not your thing, maybe video's your thing. Ooh. You know? So what resonates with you? right now. So what if we worked from that point, instead of looking at what works resonates with our audience the most, what resonates with you? What content channel or what content delivery mechanism resonates with you? And then let's look at what might resonate with your audience. Put that in the comments. What resonates with you? The types of content that resonate with you? The content delivery mechanisms that resonate with you? So if it's certain topics, so like me, I love talking about business and supply chain, but hey, I'm a mom, I got chickens, I got ducks and stuff, so I like to talk about them too. But business-wise, I love talking about business. And turns out, I do really like doing video. I like doing video. This is great for me, all right? So... Maybe you love to write, and that's great because I love to read. So if you got something for me, like, let me read it. I'd love to read it. Drop the link in the comments too, whatever you want to do. But I want you to answer that question first. What resonates with you? What delivery mechanism resonates with you? Let's start there. Two was, had really changed her life. So that's a long example. I have shorter examples, but, you know, I took a business owner who's phobic about selling and, you know, in the first two weeks, he, uh, you know, he sold 20 grand of his thing. And I don't think he'd ever sold more than five or six, you know, uh, prior wow. to that, uh, like over a whole month. So in a, in a, I think a, a sales couple of days for him, you know, we got him up to that in a couple of weeks and he spent about a couple of days selling. He, you know, sold 20 grand, which was his by far biggest month he'd ever had. Um, somebody phobic about public speaking turned him into by the end of the, of the breakthrough program, I caught him online, like giving a big talk. Like he was just, he, he'd really become thought leader, you know, relationship stuff, business and success stuff, health stuff. Uh, it's all possible if you can go in and edit some of the uh, messy stuff that's going on. That's kind of outside your own awareness. Wow. Yeah. That the fitness example really 
struck something for me just because I, before I had kids, I did fitness competitions, but it took me a while to work up the guess to, you know, feel like that was actually part of my identity. Because you can feel sure, the difference, right? You know, you know what yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. 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 Because, you know, initially I had a, a, a leader uh, while I was in the army, I had a leader who was very much into it. And I was like, no way, not yeah. me. But then I ran a couple of half marathons that on purpose that I trained for. And then I was like, well, if I could do that, then I should be able to get up there right, right. on stage and do it. And it took time. But for a long time, that was like that was definitely in my mind. Like I, it became a part of my narrative. And to some extent, I think that it's still there. Even right. Though I haven't done even it. Even though you're not acting years. on it, but it's it's still yeah. in in that sense of self. Right. So there's yeah. a shorter path to get there. And that's maybe the most unique thing that I've figured out and, and, and really applying here. It's, it's really quick uh, rather than this external grueling willpower game. So another example really quickly is there, I know so many people that are in the corporate world and they kind of hate it. You know, maybe they realize that it's more of a yeah. politic game or whatever, and they're dying to be an entrepreneur. So they're studying it and maybe they're taking courses in it and all that, but in their own narrative, they're more entrepreneur than entrepreneur, right? They haven't taken it on. They're dying to do it, but they haven't owned it yet. And what people need to understand is if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. The, the behaviors are within the identity, right? Like, mm -hmm. like prior. So if your identity is I'm not that yet, I need another course, I need another thing, you're, there's a fiction going on where you're putting it out into the future and you can really take it on internalize it down deep in your sense of self. And once you do that, it becomes very natural to do these things. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, like, well, let's actually go get that LLC started and I'm going to hire this person and we're going to do whatever. Now you have a side gig and now you're actually making money and you can leave the job and you really right. are entrepreneur. We turned you into entrepreneur. So that's, uh, that's the game. That's what we're doing. Okay. All right. So I think, You've kind of, you kind of touched on this a little bit, I think, maybe in our first episode. But I'm curious about some of the differences you see between your coaching methodology and, and some of the things, like you mentioned, like more behavior-specific coaching. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the behavior-specific coaching, it's not that it doesn't have a point, right? If you need a certain mm -hmm. skill, getting a coach and a certain skill is great but it's often not complete, right? So it, right. let's say that, let's say that you self-sabotage and you barely see it, but you know, right when it gets to be that big time that you're going to do that big sales call, that's important. You notice that you're putting it off. And so it's hard to see that it's even self-sabotage because you'll have a good reason for it, right? Something will pop up or whatever, but if you really get honest or it happens long enough, you start to go, maybe something's wrong here, right? So you go, Oh, well, I need sales training. So then you go through the sales training you know, you've really learned how to sell or whatever, but you still haven't dealt with that core problem that is the uh, little bit of a broken thing within you, right? I, I talk about this being the core solution because, uh, you know, if you imagine having a house in the middle of winter and there's a big broken window that just the cold air's flying in, right? The problem is not that, like, you don't have the thermostat set, right? True, true. The, the problem is not whether or not you have a fire in the fireplace. The problem is the broken window, right? So a mm -hmm. lot of times there's many problems in our life, but there's one core problem that is really the issue that needs to be fixed. And when you fix that core problem, a lot of the other problems are easier to solve, right? Another, right. Ex another example of that is uh, oftentimes in addiction, there are problems in every direction. You've lost your license. You're going to lose your kids. You lost your job, right? And so 
if the addict is just working to like get his job back and goes and gets a career coach to do that, that's fine. And maybe you get that job back, but you haven't addressed the core problem, right? The core problem is that you're an addict and, and you really need to change that. Once you change that, which may be difficult or whatever that is to go through, but once you change that, you notice that all of a sudden your relationships start going better. All of a sudden you don't get DUIs anymore. All of a sudden it's easier to keep your job all of a sudden, right? So in all these other directions, right? So the core solution is really self-mastery, you know, self-actualization and in right. a sense, almost self-transcendence uh, mm-hmm. that's that's when you can do that in a profound way that is and that starts to sound a little too woo for me but it's a it's a very tangible and real thing that I could you know draw on a napkin for you about what each of those things really are once you do those you then become this better version of yourself that can be applied to just now, I'm, well, I got the big sales thing. I got to just do the big sales thing. It's not, there's no resistance anymore. You don't self-sabotage. You don't have those same limits. That makes a lot of sense. And I think for a lot of the entrepreneurs and business people that I know, they were employees first. Mm-hmm. You know, some some people just kind of hit the ground running, you know, maybe from college or whatever and start, start a business. But sure. most of the people I know were employees first. And that's actually something that I've seen, especially when people are just getting started, they're kind of stuck in their employee mindset right. and relying on other people's deadlines and things like that. So, so self-sabotaging and procrastinating on reaching out to, you know, people who seem like they were really ready to work with you or buy from you or whatever. Right. Um, I feel like it's probably pretty chronic in, in at least my network of, of entrepreneurs, just because if I put it off, like who, what, who's going to be upset about that except for me? Right. Like I don't have exactly. a supervisor who's going to be like, did you send that email? So it becomes very easy to do it these little games with ourselves. It becomes very easy to be like, well, I'm busy, but you're really just reorganizing that messy kitchen drawer. You're not really right. doing the meaningful things, right? That's subtle. It's not always easy to see that that's really the issue going on. And so that goes back. And again, it may be the other episode, but that goes back to the kind of person that wants to work with me is at least aware that, that there's a deeper issue at play. And once they can be honest about that, because quite honestly, it is most of us aren't honest, not that we're liars, but we're not even honest with ourselves about what's really Mm -hmm. going on because we're captured by the annoying problem. So whatever was distracting us from doing that big sales call, like my kids are loud or whatever. Well, it's that it's that my kids are home or whatever. But there's a thousand successful entrepreneurs who have kids at home that can deal with that because you can't. There's something else that's going on. Right. So how do we how do we get at that? And really change that so that you can be optimal, so that you can really be the highest version of yourself. This this is going to be so good for so many people. <laughs> oh, good. I hope so, yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, ooh, I feel like Rob's been in my inbox or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, in a way, this is why it's hard to niche it down again, because it's like I'm really, to a great degree, we're addressing the human condition in a in a bit of a new and different way that's... You know, it may be some overlap between therapy and coaching, although I can't claim any of that, you know, licensing wise, but like we're really doing something profound and deep and we're, it's, it's faster and it's easier. Um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of phenomenal therapists and there's a lot of maybe not phenomenal therapists. There's a lot of phenomenal coaches and there's a lot of not phenomenal coaches. And so even navigating that to really get at like, what is the most effective and the quickest path to, real profound change in you, there's there's a deeper place that you can get to that is actually just this big like relief once you see it and you get through it. Um, actually, in our group course, 
between week two and week three, everybody has this deeply profound kind of epiphany where they've found limits that they didn't even know they had. They've seen how much they've been holding them back. And all of a sudden they become ridiculous to them. And they, and it's almost like they'll never have the same power over them again. They're just, I mean, that alone is worth the investment. And then we go on, you know, well beyond that and do other kind of really cool things after that. But that's what we get to like right away. And it's that alone is deeply transformative. Wow. Oh, I feel a bit transformed right now. So that's... <laughs> awesome. 